Merry Christmas, everyone. This is Pastor Mark, and we here at Southside love this season. Every year, we have a Christmas Eve service where we light the final candle in our Advent wreath and then pass that light from candle to candle until the sanctuary is lit by only candlelight. This year, we also receive communion, remembering why Jesus came to earth in the first place. This message comes from the Christmas Eve service, and if you are not with us, we'd love for you to make this a part of your family's tradition next year. Thank you again, and we pray that you enjoy this challenge from Pastor Scott. I imagine the reason you are here is because, um, as Mark said earlier, you recognize that this season is about more um, than Walmart and, uh, well, I guess it can't be about Toys R Us anymore, right? Um, but you know it's more than that. Um, listen, I... It's fine. I think God wants us to celebrate, and it's wonderful to have fun with our families and give gifts and presents and all those things, but um, we're here to focus on the reason um, that we have Christmas. John chapter 1, the scripture says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. Friends, John here is so clear that Jesus Christ, when he came as a baby, that wasn't his first existence. He has existed eternally in heaven with the Father. Verse 14 of the same chapter tells us, it says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. That's what we're here to celebrate. That, that God the son stepped out of heaven to become a human being, to become a man. In order to do what we could not do for ourselves. Over the past four weeks or so, we have been uh, had a, a different family each week uh, come up and, and, and read some scripture and light one of the candles of our Advent wreath, uh, cele- uh, signifying and um, uh, symbolizing uh, love, joy, hope, and peace. Um, Tonight, we come to light the center candle, which is the Christ candle. Now, if I were to ask you, really anybody out in the world, uh, what is it that you want for your life? People will say all sorts of things, but when you boil it down, it really comes down to those four things. I want to be loved. I, I I want to have joy in my life. I want to to have hope. I need hope. I need need peace in my life. People are, that's what what we're all searching for. But so many people search for that in the wrong places and in the wrong things. The only place we can truly find love, joy, hope and peace is in Jesus Christ. He, if we want those things, has to be at the center 
of our life. Then and only then can we truly know how to love. You say, Pastor, but I, I want somebody to love me. Friends, how do we know how to love except that God first loved us? That's what Christmas is really all about. Uh, the scripture says that, that God demonstrates his love for us in this. That while we were still sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. We're going to talk more about that this coming Sunday. But even though we're sinners and we want to do our own thing and we want to follow and do what we want to do and we think we know what's going to make us happy. And so we do our thing instead of living in God's perfect holiness. God still loved us. And even though we wanted to go do and we've gone and done our own thing, God loved us and sent Christ to come to earth to do what we could not do for ourselves. Um, that's, that's true love. Amen? Joy. You know, people say, I just want to be happy. Well, listen, can I tell you something? Happiness can be fleeting. Joy, true joy is permanent. And true joy only comes in a right relationship with God Almighty. That comes through Jesus Christ. Hope. Where does true hope come from? So many people in our world today saying, I've just lost hope. I don't have anything to look forward to. Listen, God is a God of second chances. When we are willing to turn from our sin, he is there with his arms wide open and ready to receive us and forgive us and, and give us a, a second chance. And you know what? Not just a second, but a third and a fourth and a fifth. And how many have had more than five chances, right? Amen. We're thankful to God for that. And, and then he gives us peace. You know, this is where so many people just don't understand. They don't, they don't grasp the concept. People think that that, well, I just, I just want peace in my life. And we hear people out in the world, they say, well, we just need peace in the world. And they think that peace is the absence of war and it's the absence of strife and all those things. And, and man, we would love to have that. But can I just be honest with you? Jesus says, in this world, you will have tribulation. But, but, but don't worry about that. He says, I have overcome the world. And so true peace comes only in a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. See, here's what the Bible says. The Bible says that we're all sinners and that our sin has separated us from God. But the good news is God didn't leave us there, as I said just a minute ago. Jesus came to do something about that. We're sinners. We can't make up for our sin. We can't turn over a new leaf and, and get rid of the, the sin we've already done. So, but God says he's willing to forgive us. You say, well, how, how, can, how is he willing to forgive us? How can he do that? If I'm a sinner, he's willing to do that. He says he will accept Jesus' death in your place. That if you will believe that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross, to pay the penalty for your sins, you can have peace with him. That he'll forgive you for all your sin. And your relationship with God can be restored. You can, you can have that peace in your heart, that no matter what happens in this world, no matter what you're going through, that you're right with God. Now, I don't know about you, but listen, the, uh, the reality is tough stuff happens in this life sometimes. Amen? Amen. We go through some stuff, and sometimes it's, it can be some bad stuff. There is nothing that gives more peace 
It gives more hope. It gives even lasting joy than to know that no matter what's going on, you know what? I'm a child of God. I, I know that I'm right with God and I'm going to spend eternity with him. And the worst thing that can happen on this earth is that I'm going to go and spend eternity with him. That gives us something to hope for. Amen. It gives us joy. It gives us peace as we receive his love. So tonight, as we focus on him, he's the reason for the season. And we celebrate Christmas. You say, well, pastor, Christmas is about when Jesus came, when Jesus was born as a cute little baby in a manger. Yes, but we can't separate Christmas from the message of Easter. That's what we're talking about. God came. Jesus came so that he could live a sinless life. But see, he didn't come just to show us how to live. He didn't come just so we'd have a great example to follow. Is he a great example to follow? Absolutely. But guess what? You'll never perfectly follow his example. You'll always fall short. So he came, friends, he came to die. And he knew that from the moment he stepped out of heaven. That's why we're going to um, celebrate together the Lord's Supper tonight. What a beautiful symbols, what beautiful symbols that Christ has given us um, to remember what he's done for us. Um, scripture says that on the night in which he was betrayed, um, he took the bread and the cup, and symbolically, he, that night, instituted something with his disciples, and I'm not sure they even fully understood yet, but he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. This is my blood, which is a symbol of the new covenant. He said, when you take of these things, you will be remembering me and what I have done for you. In shedding my body and my blood on the cross in payment for your sins. And so tonight, we are going to do that together. Um, we're going to do that a little differently tonight. Um, normally, we have some guys come forward and we disperse that among you. But um, what we're going to do tonight is, is we're going to just kind of file in single form. And, and as you come to the front... Um, I'm going to ask that you just pick up a, a piece of bread, pick up a cup, and you're going to take it back to your seat. Um, if you um, are not able to do that and would like somebody to bring something to you, or if you have a little one that you're holding on to and stuff, just, just kind of raise your hand as, as your aisle come, your row comes, and um, Brother Keith will, will, will bring that to you. But um, I, I want us to come together to the Lord's table. So I want you to come by and, and pick that up and, and then hold on to it. And then we'll take of these things together. As we remember here at, in celebrating Christmas, when Jesus came, we also need to celebrate the reason he came. And that is to give himself for our sins. Amen. Amen. So he was sitting there with the disciples. Jesus took the bread said to them, this is my body, which is broken for you. Take, eat in remembrance of me.
Then after supper, he took the cup. He said, this cup represents the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you for being willing to come, to step out of heaven, to set aside all the glory and splendor of heaven, to come to earth, to be born as a little baby in a manger. You, the God of the universe, Willing to do that for us. But Lord, that's not all. You didn't stop there. You went all the way to the cross. Knowing from the beginning that's why you were coming. You were willing to do that for us. We thank you. Thank you for loving us that much. Thank you for looking beyond the pain, looking beyond the humiliation, the scorn, the mocking, the, the, the agony that was involved and seeing our redemption, seeing us reconciled to yourself. Lord, we know from your word that there was no other way. We thank you for that. Thank you for doing what we could not do for ourselves. We owe it all to you. You gave your all for us. Thank you. It's in your precious holy name we pray. Amen. John chapter 1. Verse 4 says this, it says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, but the darkness did not comprehend it. It says, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all through him might believe. He, John, was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. Friends, Jesus is the light of the world. He's the one that gives, brings hope, joy, peace, love to us. Amen? He's the one who helps us. Um, he gives us the very breath we breathe as we sing often. Um, you know, he also commands us. We just read that he is the light of the world, but he also commands us in Matthew chapter 5. He says, you are to be the light of the world. You are the light of the world. So, wait a minute, pastor. I thought you just said that he's the light of the world. If he's the light of the world, how are we supposed to be the light of the world? Well, verse 12 and 13. 
say this. It says, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. You know what that says? It says a couple very simple things. How do, we, how do we have his light shining in us? How do we become his child? We become a child of God, not, not by being born physically into a certain family, not um, because of the, the, the family we're born into, not because um, we will it of ourselves, but we become part of God's family by responding in faith to the gospel, by believing and receiving Jesus as our Savior. He died for you. The re- proper response is, I believe. Please come into my life. I give my life and surrender my life to you because you gave your all for me. Friends, if you're here tonight, and you've never received Jesus Christ into your life. I plead with you, please do that tonight. Here's what the Bible teaches is that we all have a soul that's going to live somewhere. Without Christ, the sin that we've already talked about tonight means we're going to spend eternity separated from him. But the good news is that because of what Christ has done for us, he offers us forgiveness already. That when we receive his forgiveness, say, yes, I believe in you. I believe you died for me and rose again. God writes our name in heaven. He makes us born again when we respond in faith. So if you've never done that tonight, would you, even right now, would you just say, just right there and say, yes, Lord, I believe in you. I trust in you. I turn from my sin and I put my faith in you and you alone for my salvation. The moment you do that, You are born from above, from the Spirit of God. He does a miracle in your heart. And the light that Christ brought into the world begins shining in you. Amen? Because here's the second part of that Matthew chapter 5. He says, you are the light of the world. We are to be the light of the world. It's only when we're in him. But he says, hold just a second here. I want to read this to you. Matthew chapter 5 says this. Let your light so shine before men. It says, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand it gives light to all who are in the house. So let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. I pray that you have Christ living in you and that as we go out from here tonight, you share that light with others. Amen? Amen. We're going to um, do something tonight to kind of represent that. And this is going to close out our service tonight. As we do this, we're going to sing. Um, so Jan's going to lead us in, in Silent Night. Um, I'm going to light my candle uh, from the center candle, from the Christ candle here. And we're going we're gonna to spread our light throughout the, can- the uh, sanctuary here tonight. Um, when you do that, if you once your light is lit, hold it up straight. And if you're lighting it, then turn your candle to the side, and that will um, help light that. And let's just, as we light our candles, let's sing to the Lord and think about the light that he wants us to be as we go out from here tonight.